0: Welcome back to Brewing Conversation. I'm Charlie Van, And I'm Matt Ross. And Matt, it's, it's, it's been a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we say that every time. I know. <laughs> because,
1: uh, you know, COVID, everything, and all that kind of made everybody be more remote and everything. So, um, but yeah, it's good to be here. And uh, so everybody knows, happy belated birthday to Charlie. Thank you, thank you. The big three five. The big three five <laughs> right there. <laughs> the
0: milestone. All right. But I am ex- extra excited because we've been talking about meeting with this lovely couple for so long. We're sitting here at Celestial Beer Works with Matt, Molly. How are you guys? Hello. Good. we're Excited
2: to have you guys here. Yeah, yeah. it's been a long time coming. coming. Yeah, thanks for
0: yeah, having us on the
1: show. Yeah, of mm-hmm. course. Um, just so people give a background of how I know really you, mm-hmm. also Matt, well, we've met a couple of times, mm-hmm. um, Molly and Hillary were uh friends and roommates at University of Dallas. Yeah,
2: our very first semester freshman year. Yeah, oh, wow. so yeah, yeah, first person <laughs> I met at University of Dallas.
1: Yeah, great school, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, so, we just kind of wanted to talk about, I know this started out as kind of a hobby for you, Matt, like mm. brewing, you did homebrewing there for a mm-hmm. while, and mm-hmm. it kind of turned into... Yeah, it turned into, uh, yeah, basically getting a job
3: at a brewery, and yeah, home, okay. I think, yeah, yeah, it was like five years of homebrewing, probably, and then... Um, three two and a half years of brewing for a little restaurant brew pub and while trying to figure out celestial so it was uh yeah it's been a r- relatively short time frame but uh but yeah yeah we've been we've been fortunate to yeah survive the pandemic and still people are still drinking beer so yeah but yeah i basically kind of started just as a hobby out of college uh mm-hmm. just like never had time in college so i was like you know what i picked up a few hobbies right re- when i graduated and Immediately got hooked, so it was just like slowly just took over my
0: life. What was your first beer that you brewed?
3: Surprisingly, no, kind of sarcastically, it was an IPA. <laughs> IPA. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Is that like, usually a little
0: harder? Because I always hear like start with a stout because because yeah. you can't really go wrong.
3: Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I don't know. I, remember, I think so. This was probably 2011. Which I think now there's a lot more resources, like cohesive resources on homebrewing, and then yeah. there were a few, and there were—I mean, there was actually a lot, but it was all kind of like scattered. So i, I bought a kit from Austin Homebrew Supply, which, um, and it was yeah, basically. I mean, they kind of walked you through it, but I mean, I'd heard that all of them were pretty hard to make. It was really like keeping things sanitary, and um, right, and it really was, uh, yeah, honestly. I'd say I think I, I think I just had to peel off the peel, you know peel off the band aid and like try it and see where it went and so the, yeah the IPA I, me and my friends like loved IPAs so I was like we have to we might as well make what we want to drink so right. uh, yeah so yeah it was, it was, I was did it in the kitchen and then it was it was pretty painful it was like on a weeknight I was like oh, I'll I'll do it you know and, <laughs> after work and then go to work the next day and end up being like up till two a.m. like trying to you know. Put such this a long beer. Presser. It was such a pain. <laughs> so, so I think after the first one, I was like, okay. Like once the beer came out good, I was like, okay. I think maybe I'll, I'll do it, but uh, I'll stick with it. So yeah, slowly just like kept making, started making recipes and tweaking stuff, and then you know, kind of going different directions with beer i think initially when i met molly like i was not really into ipas like not not into them but not making a lot of them anymore because right. they're like pretty hard to make at home like well and like saison they got like, fell in love with that style yeah. so basically they were way more forgiving on as a home brewer so uh they were like you know they they kind of don't need as much like temperature control and like they like to just kind of do their own thing that that, that style of uh, yeast so uh, and it was just cool like there was a, i feel like there was a big resurgence in like american brewing at that point like fell in love with that style and uh yeah kind of inspired me to like oh that's like you know kind of gave me a little booster too because i feel like homebrewing kind of got a little stagnant so um uh, but yeah, then when i
2: met matt it was like your whole living room was like filled with these i mean to me at the time like huge tanks like instead of like living room furniture it's like all these tanks along the wall that seems so small yeah. now compared to our, like, actual huge tanks. But yeah. it was quite the homebrew yeah. setup. Right. Was, like, larger than your average, I would yeah. say. Yeah, I was
3: definitely living in a bachelor pad. Just mm-hmm. beer everywhere. It was really, really <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah, just kind of slowly, slowly. So when I met Molly, <clears throat> I think she was really into IPAs. I was like, all right, I'll start making IPAs again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I want to say right around the time we were about to get married, uh, I was, like, found there's a brewing school. You know, that there's, there's a, there was actually quite a few, like, uh, brewing schools in the U.S., and um, some of them are online, and some are, like, there was a local one that was starting, but uh, I was like, I just want to learn more before we, like, maybe go into, like, see if, like, get more educated, and then, like, before just, like, going all in on, like, you know, like, kind of taking the conservative route a little bit, and, uh, yeah, so I enrolled in a brewing school um, in Vermont called, like, American Brewers Guild, oh, and it was it was a cool place. They, they don't, like, teach you how to make beer. They assume you kind of know the basics, but they teach you how to, like, teach you a lot about like maybe scaling up and like kind of Mm -hmm. facility stuff and uh, like some of the technical microbiology things and it it was really cool like very eye-opening and really hard like a lot of the I I was an engineer and um, studied mechanical engineering and it was like super engineering focused and because there's a ton of all the process stuff is super uh, uh, heat transfer like hot and cold a lot of of things a lot of like control systems so Um, It was super super fun to kind of like apply what I'd like studied, you know. Beer was actually a pretty good uh, process, like in general for like all the all
1: the stuff I like to like to do. So, Mm -hmm. okay. Did you? um, At what point did you start? Did you at all before Celestial began? Did you start entering into competitions locally? Yeah, there was there was um, there used
3: to be this. I don't know if you guys ever went to it. It was in it was in Bishop Arts probably started in like 2012 or 2011 it was called like brew riot yes yeah, so i do remember i <laughs> yeah. have not been so, there but i
0: know, yeah. I, know it, I know it's kind of iconic it was cool yeah What's yeah. Yeah, so, the name yeah, <laughs> yeah it was, yeah, yeah, brew it riot. was, it was yeah. honestly
2: like the best beer fest in dallas i know like, i wonder what so happened fun. but they would like close off all of the streets so like in the like bishop, main like bishop, bishop arts yeah. area yeah yeah and just like mm. all these homebrewers and maybe it was before like tbc really like
3: it was kind a of a of area. I mean, so there weren't really. T- you get a ticket, yeah. and then You basically could sample just whatever. Unlimited. You it was basically just yeah. It was like mm-hmm. a uh, just a massive beer fest. Well, so like, I
0: think
2: yeah, you won a few things at that. I think.
0: Well, I yeah. think, and you guys know a friend of mine um, uh, from my homebrew, Jeremy Crawford. I think he used to compete. Oh, yeah, Jeremy. Yeah, oh, yeah, Jeremy. yeah, he used yeah. to yeah. really ride right. in Austin Bissar, They used to compete all the time Jeremy's, in that. So, so. I know it's iconic. Yeah. 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 So we
2: had one homebrew competition at Celestial. And I think Jeremy, Jeremy won, won yeah. that.
3: <laughs> speaking of Jeremy, he was here uh, Monday because he, he does windows. Yeah, he's yeah. fixing our he's fixing our windows. Oh, yes. fast we out. had an no, unfortunate break in where someone
2: uh, just smashed man. it. Luckily, it didn't take anything. didn't think else? it was a break
3: in? I think they just broke
2: it. Like, yeah, yeah it was just just maybe This is like, like, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Was
3: like right. eight months ago. I just left. Maybe it. There maybe it was, they were an Eagles
0: fan yeah. and they were just yeah. honestly, mad about maybe. the Super Bowl. They were mad. Even like, I think
3: it happened like I don't want to say it was like in May or April. No, it happened. In April. So it's been busted for a while. I just left it. I was like, we're under construction. I'm not going to like, maybe there'll be a sign, like, don't break it in. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know, so, but yeah, but yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy's going to help us with that.
0: Well, and, and Molly, I want to, you know, uh, and from the artwork, first of all, outside of the great beer, one thing that always stands out to me is the incredible artwork. And I feel like what's great about just craft beer and journals. I feel like the, the can art tells a story. Talk about that. Where the inspiration for your art and how you got involved with artwork yeah. to begin with?
2: Um, I mean, at University of Dallas I was a painting major, so an art major with uh, painting concentration. So I feel like it was kind of always in my blood to sort of be um, more focused on like the visual identity of things. Um, and when I graduated when Matt and I met, I was teaching at an elementary school in Oak Cliff, speaking of, brew riot in that area. Um, and then after teaching art for five years, when we were getting more serious about opening Celestial, it was just this like perfect opportunity where I'm like, this is my passion, this is what I want to do, kind of like my background, but also loved teaching art, but I mean, you can only do so much like on your own, like expressing yeah. yourself when you're working with all these little cute babies. So we both kind of quit. He was working at Malai Kitchen that time, the um, Thai Vietnamese fusion brew pub pub, Mm kind of helping them grow their system Um, and it was almost just like happenstance we were looking at all these buildings found this really little one we're right now we're sitting like half a mile down the street we're in our new production facility we're working on but down the street was just like this like really dingy much smaller building than this one that used to be like an old garden fountain shop but it was all these white walls just like begging for something like something funky something colorful and so it's just kind of cool, like, I think when we came up with the name Celestial, mm. it was sort of to give ourselves, like, an umbrella to work within, like, mm. that kind of, like, encompasses, like, space, encompasses, like, the heavens, yeah, sort of, like, Greek mythology, like. constellation, mm. science, yeah. so... Kind of mm. some
3: boundaries
2: yeah. Which we've kind of, like, gotten out of every once in a while, but it's nice to just, like, if we don't have a beer name, we're constantly putting out new releases every week. So it's like very difficult to stay on top of that. But a lot of us, I mean, we have a group chat. We have, I have a huge like list on my phone, just like random, like science themed space themed names, whatever. Um, But kind of like with that, I feel like the art can very easily fall into that. Um, So just kind of blending my style, which is kind of innately more colorful, more like shape design form focused with this like sort of spacey kind of like umbrella. Um, But it's kind of neat being able to be the one to decorate the space and the cans because I feel like sort of you were talking about like telling a story. I feel like it can really go along all together. So like when you're sitting in the tap room, my hope is is that when you're looking at a can, you'll see the same colors, you'll see the same imagery um, and it'll kind of like feel like a cohesive experience. Um, which is super important, especially during COVID when obviously people aren't coming into the space. Like we want Celestial to like speak for itself, kind of like with just the can, like the liquid Mm -hmm. inside the can, but the um, art on top of it. But then also right now we're working on with this larger facility, making so much more beer. So we're going to be distributing more and more around DFW and um, send a little bit overseas to occasionally to other states, but just like people that will probably never or haven't yet come yeah. into our tap room so yeah
3: yeah so,
2: I think so it's yeah. so important to kind of like mm-hmm. meld the two and like make this feel like celestial even if you're not inside of celestial kind of
0: okay. and how's it like, like we've haven't had actually you know can artists on the on the show before so i'm mm-hmm. intru- intrigued yeah, yeah. on how does that process start does it start from you know, hand to paper, you know, for painting or do you go and did it like how for those that might not know how.
2: Yeah. All of of. these, we've got a few cans in front of us. I think all of these ones started on my computer. Okay. Um,
0: Mm.
2: uh, maybe vanilla stars is after double stars. Maybe I drew that one first actually, but a lot of times Mm. I'll just start on my computer, start beginning. Sometimes I have the name first. Sometimes I like just start creating and then either like ask the team, like, all right, what does this feel like? Or, if they have any names, I kind of like mm. use one of my designs to kind of like fit that.
3: Yeah. Like this one, this <coughs> crystal bullet was a, uh, uh, so a collaboration with the band. So they, they have a song called crystal bullet. And they, this, we actually made this, I want to say it was new year's Eve, 2021. And, uh, they were, they were, uh, they had a concert on new year's Eve at a venue in Fort Worth. And we, we were like, Oh, we would love to make a beer with you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, our friends are kind of the promo promoters of that, uh, I guess
1: the bucket. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. And uh and then they were like, Oh yeah, we could definitely, you know, help you guys with you know, connect with them and anyways they were super we were like, Oh it would be cool to do like, you know, like the crystal or the uh, silver bullets, kind of a funny, you know, uh you know, whatever, Coors Light stuff. But we we'll oh, call yeah. it like, Crystal Bullets kind of a riff on that. But mm-hmm. it's that's also right. the name of their song, we're like, Oh we have to make like a light, like bright, you know, crystal Yeah, I think clear the name of it. their
2: song was Crystal Bullets, like plural yeah. and we're like, Oh that'd be funny, Crystal Bullet, like. Oh the that's, right, can. that's right, Yeah, you're right. But yeah, you're right, mm-hmm. like that was a pretty cool art experience just because we were like listening non-stop to that song because we are like we mm-hmm. wanted the beer to match the song in think, some way yeah, but yeah. also <laughs> kind of like mm. it's just like yeah sort of vintagey. y sometimes we try to sticky, tie it together yeah always of, better yeah. at
3: making it actually like, we, we always have some interesting concepts or me and mm-hmm. the production guys we'd be kind of dumb and she's way better at making it <laughs> 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 say no when it needs to be yeah. 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 shut down we all or, have yeah. some <laughs> ideas and we have some <laughs> concepts we're trying to do like yeah. um doesn't always work. Works maybe in our head, but doesn't always work on like you know in a can or on the can. Mm-hmm. So we just try to focus on making the beer taste good and be really really awesome. But yeah, it's nice when the art is you know
1: helps you know I think enhances people's you know experience with the mm-hmm. beer. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, because I can tell you right now, Hillary she'll she'll buy wine based on the label. She's oh like, yeah. oh, that's a cute label. <laughs> oh yeah, wine. yeah. And we think you know you kind of think of it as like if people put that much thought into oh, whatever yeah. their bottle has oh, on yeah. it then they're passionate about what's inside Definitely. of it yeah. so yeah. it kind yeah. of you know translates in that kind of a there cool way there may be some like mind
3: trickery going on too like oh this art's so cool man this drink is really good too. yeah we're yeah like, hopefully, yeah. hopefully we've yeah. no mind trickery <laughs> yeah um, but um <clears throat> but yeah it's it's pretty fun especially we've been so we've been selling a lot more beer outside of the tap room pretty much since i'd say since probably middle of 2021 we started distributing cans outside of the tap room so we were always trying to like kind of be greedy and just like you know we don't once they leave the tap room and they go to a retailer we don't know we try to enforce them to keep things cold but uh which most like we've had pretty good success with that but uh but since a lot of stuff is getting um is being sold outside of you know the tap room and things like that um we're always good with that uh
2: what do you think yeah kind of like continuing like our brand oh, yeah, sort of yeah.
3: like oh but yeah buying buying based on the label um, oh so yeah we've been on right. a lot more to like bigger like retailers like central market and some mm-hmm. new HEBs, and uh it's been doing pretty well there and i think and part of it is we were pretty hard to find but also i think when someone sees it you know a label that's a lot different than what's on the shelf like i think that also pulls people in to oh, yeah. grab a mm-hmm. four pack or whatever so yeah that's been something new we haven't we haven't that's sort of we've only been doing for about like a year and a half like oh heavy heavy distribution so okay uh, so that's what this place is kind of going to help us maintain you know trying to trying to do uh trying to grow and find like a sweet spot of like production and you know uh, yeah there's still a lot there's a ton of people in dfw and we yeah. make a tiny <laughs> bit of beer i mean we make yeah yeah a, a jokingly small amount compared to like some really big breweries in town so yeah i feel
2: like we were talking yeah. about D <laughs> yeah. a before we turned this on but uh, I, I'm not sure how many barrels they make, but um, I'm sure we are just like ten tiny percentage like, of what they're able to do.
3: Don't quote me, but yeah, we know Brian, his name's Brian Morris. If you ever, yeah, he, he, he manages their brewing production. He's a really awesome guy. And uh, I think he told me it's something like Said, so say twenty thousand barrels of blonde and twenty thousand oh, wow. barrels of IPA is like sort of. Their, their, <laughs> we made we made a thousand barrels last year. We packaged of 1, everything, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or twelve, I mean, a, a thousand. Yeah, it was, it was like more like eleven 12, something, or, yeah. or something. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, and that's like that's what went in the can. So like we produced more than that, but there's a lot of losses and things like that. And, um, but yeah, so we are pretty small. So they're making say forty times more beer than we make. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so that's that's a massive amount. So
1: yeah
3: we're still pretty small. This facility will be able to make it look quite a bit more, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, but we have a pretty lean team. We're trying to keep it that way, um, <laughs> but we're trying to get more efficient. So it's like trying to, you know, we, we have a pretty manual inefficient system down the street. And um, I think this will hopefully help us get over those, make things a little smoother and, you know, operate a little bit uh, faster and just, yeah, yeah better.
1: Yeah, because I think, I mean, with the previous location, it sounds like this location will triple so what you can, in, we in can per, make
3: per brew. Yes, like we could definitely triple. Like, see so yeah, how we make ten mm-hmm. barrels now. This system can do thirty. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, we're still trying to juggle. Like, uh, we need like we need like beers in those tanks. Like certain brands, we need that much volume of, but we still right. need like variety. Right. So we're trying to yeah. find that sweet spot where we can kind of still make beer. Yeah, on this system, it still fills some of the smaller tanks, you know. So, mm-hmm. what takes us three days to make, you know, we can do it a day here and fill multiple tanks with. So, mm. right. yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, uh, IPAs are, are pretty like definitely our bread and butter. So we've gotten pretty good at like you know once they go into a tank, we can we can tweak the flavors pretty pretty heavily on depending you know, on what hops we use and dry hop and things like that. With so we still yeah we do that a lot. So that's kind of. How we vary a lot of these styles is just through, yeah, trying different hops and... um, Like hop
2: products. Hop products, yeah. Amount. So, so yeah,
3: we can have, say, a similar base beer, but by the time it goes into the tank, um, yeah, there's different, uh, yeah, different processes and different products we can introduce to really kind of, you know, change those beers and make them like, you know, unique and
1: things like that. So, yeah, there's so many cool hops out there that we mess with that, yeah, it's it's sometimes a little too much. (laughs) I was wondering if there was going to be any kind of challenge increasing the yield enough but that's for sure to, yeah I think yeah. I think it's going to come down to uh,
3: I don't know about. I'm not too worried about the IPAs it's kind of more like like say loggers things that are kind of a little more delicate where we right. where we kind of gotten pretty good at our system and like uh, like if, if the beer needs to be like a specific amount of bitterness have a specific amount of bitterness um, like hazy IPAs are pretty forgiving because they're not really bitter, but like a beer that needs to be more balanced with bitterness. Um, so we, we run on a uh, our system now boils with like a fire system, like it's a mm-hmm. direct fire, uh, whereas this one is steam. And yeah. steam's a little bit more gentle, so you right. know. Uh, anyways, yeah, we get better hop uh, utilization on the on a fire system basically compared to here. So, so I think I think loggers, they're not going to be that, I don't think it's going to be that hard to figure out, but I think it'll take a little fine tuning, like little things specifically. Yeah, I
2: feel like once y'all have a handle mm-hmm. on it, it seems like the system is like <laughs> so much better quality and like more efficient that when we get it, I feel like it'll be even better than what we're able to produce now. Right. But yeah, I'm also a little nervous about just, yeah, the first few, I feel like, I first see us having to dump some, very large tanks, where <laughs> yeah. we're like, not. no, we're kind of learning. Hopefully not, but yeah. I don't think, yeah, it would. Yeah, just the jump know. up. Yeah, I feel like things are going to definitely be different. We definitely yeah. can't dump ratio wise. Okay, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: but now they're um, so. Yeah, we definitely have some growing pains to figure out, but mm-hmm. but it's good. I think mean, we we've been brewing long enough now. I think. We feel pretty comfortable jumping up in scale. So there's just some little nuances. So like the consumer doesn't see a difference in what we're doing and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. nothing. We don't want people to be like, oh, what the heck? We can tell it was made, you know, on a you know different system or down the street or something. Right. Yeah, Which, yeah, yeah, definitely
0: not. And, and when did you guys decide it's like, hey, I think we should start brewing this style of beer compared to you know, this style of beer?
3: um oh like uh um like in general like yeah in general like yeah um i think it's some sort of become just like to meet demand and yeah way, like mm-hmm. seems like we can honestly sometimes never have enough ipa or even yeah. really and when i say that, it's more like double ipa and triple ipa like yeah. those have become our sort of like uh the two largest production uh styles that we make right now um but lager and things like that have been growing pretty rapidly like these like these larger tanks are probably mostly going to start with lager lager beer because they're uh, we need more volumes of them we, we can't we can we can only dedicate like one to two tanks to that style right now on our current system uh so we're, that's where we don't really get to sell and like get as much of those out the door or uh two accounts as we as we as we could um and they're kind of like a you know, there's there's not a... I feel like there's not a ton of, like, local lager producers. So, yeah. um, like, everybody makes one, but, like, there's not a ton on the shelf. So, we're trying to... Mm-hmm. Try to why do you out. think that is? I don't know. I mean, I think... Honestly, I think it's probably everyone's... It seems... I think the uh, consumer, partly, is, is... Honestly, we're all getting older. I think the beer can <laughs> drinker's getting a little older. Maybe there's a new crop coming in that still wants all the wild stuff. But right. I feel like everyone that's probably, let's say, 30 to 40... Fifty. I feel like they still like the IPAs. They still like the like the the wild stuff. But they really like just drinking beer that's like not going to get them drunk, or like like kind of like maybe even health conscious, like something lighter. Yeah. Um, so we've been seeing a bigger demand in, in just lager when we make one like you know. Yeah, I feel like even faster. in this like
2: last year kind of mm-hmm. like we'd always like had a lager or a Sure. Like you pretty much yeah one on and right now I think we've got maybe three on mm-hmm. tap, four yeah. including like a can. So it's just. Yeah. I think we're even like in the brewing industry kind of like across the board anytime I'm sure you've talked to countless brewers that are just like when I go to work all I want is lager like I yeah. think everyone appreciates maybe like because it's so delicate mm. it's so hard to like cover up a flavor that might not mm-hmm. be like what you're intending like but the if nuance you make a good, yeah very yeah. nuanced. Mm. but then just also like very sessionable like you can drink all yeah. day yeah. so right. I think it seems like from like what we're seeing the drinkers that have also like kind of started drinking when we started brewing. I don't know if it's like so much like palate fatigue from like the bigger bolder stouts and super like creamy hazies. But it seems like lagers, probably you'll start seeing them popping up more yeah. and more.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know for me, it's kind of like a seasonal thing. Like i I'm more likely to drink darker beer when it's colder. In right. And in the sure. summer, I'll be more likely to have like a Pilsner or a lager. Right. Because yeah. Because I call them forge pounders. Oh, oh so yeah. Oh, like yeah. Same. District. Yeah. For sure. Like, though, like that, especially because I don't, honestly, I don't drink that much. I'm like a social kind of drinker. Mm-hmm. If I, I don't know, if I had like a couple of those, I would probably feel it. Oh, yeah. But, oh, um, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I, just, oh, that stout. And, yeah, yeah stout? And just to yeah. let you guys know what we're talking about, we really nice stout here. It's good, good. Mm-hmm. like, almond mm-hmm. Yeah, flavors. and this one, I'm sorry, all I keep
1: forgetting. What is this one called? Yeah. So it's called Star Grazing, and this star one's a really grazing.
2: special one. I'm glad we still had some for y'all. Yeah. Um, but this was our Space Camp membership, um, kind of like barrel pick, yeah. and so they got to choose. We did a poll um, at the end of every membership year. They'd choose um, what adjuncts they want in the stout, and so it was a Blanton's barrel aged, I think, just over two years, like closer yeah. to like 28 months. And they chose coconut, chocolate, oh, yeah, chocolate, ganache. We and always, we almond. pretty much always put vanilla in our yeah. um, barrel yeah, aged. Yeah, just like yeah. that creaminess, yeah. that like depth. Mm. Um, and then al- almond that we like roasted out on our little barbecue outside. Okay. So it's just yeah, it's almost like. <laughs> Mounds Bar like Almond Joy it like really chocolate. is it's, it's pretty rich really nice. but
1: not like too sweet but mm-hmm. like, right it's not too sweet yeah. and it's not like overly strong yeah, it's, yeah it doesn't it's, come off too? for what well. it is it's mm-hmm. like if it's you know 13 or 14 percent mm-hmm. like some of them you can definitely tell sure this one could probably sneak up on you if you're yeah. like, I but I also happy. love coffee so yeah. I kind of like that which oh, I had yeah. it
0: and, like these two together were actually the pretty co- good nice just that roastiness yeah <laughs> I don't have a huge sweet tooth but I would definitely have that for like a good Oh, yeah, like really, for sure. Like, and do you guys have a preference that you like to go to, Mm -hmm. like as far as style goes?
2: I think both of us, although Celestial is like known for the haze, that's kind of maybe like a desert island. If I had to have something, I'd probably choose a haze, but I feel like both of us tend to stick with the lagers. The like Pilsner, we
3: do, do, we've been doing this Polish lager Mm -hmm. for the last, I guess. Six months. We oh, we made it twice. We made it. Yeah, this we just made it again. Um, but but it's but like that's a big one. It's kind of like we brought uh, like I feel like a hoppy light beer that's like quenching is kind of like mm-hmm. kind of our sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Really like those, yeah. even if it's not like all the new American hops. Even if it's like these German style hops, which which is kind of fun to play with. Like they're like they all work differently. It's like you know. They all do different things and different, like, flavors, but... Yeah, I wish of, we had cans yeah. of those over here, because mm-hmm. we're very proud of that beer. This yeah. is a Polish
2: lager that we... I'm going to butcher the names, but it's, like, Lubelski and... Lubelski, I'm Lubelski,
3: Marinka, and um, uh, Sibylla, which it's... Yeah. I'm sure those are... They're all Polish. I'm sure they sound nothing like that in Poland. Yeah, we're... <laughs> we're yeah. <But laughs> that's kind of, like, different. our best, you know, mm-hmm. best stab at them, but...
2: Yeah, we brewed that beer in honor of my grandfather, um, who was a Holocaust survivor, and he had a pretty cool history where he, after escaping, worked at a brewery for a little while, won a contest, named a beer over there, Mm -hmm. Um, just kind of like fun little...
1: Beer connections, yeah. Um,
2: But yeah, he was a Jew in Poland during the Holocaust. So wow. I was about to
1: say, because your your maiden name before you got married...
2: Yes, yeah, was yeah. Rawicki, which yeah. over there was like Rawicki Right, I know they but could yeah. alter it when mm-hmm. they moved to America to mm-hmm. make it easier yeah. for people to pronounce it, because yeah. so
1: they'd just constantly get butchered.
2: Exactly. very different <laughs> yeah, So
3: grandfather's name was Yerzy. Yeah, yeah. Jerry, but Jerry, but over there was Yerzy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So yeah, so the, the Polish G-R-Z-Y. lager
2: is after that one, oh, okay. or after his Polish name, so... Mm- that's yeah cool. it's a special
3: yeah yeah so that's mm-hmm. kind of like a we've only made it a couple times we, I think we can make it one more time before we have to get more hops uh, mm-hmm. because yeah we, we, we found a supplier over there that we could like import them from and we just got like a hundred pounds like enough to make let's say it takes thirty pounds <coughs> to make a to make a batch of like a smaller batch for us uh, and um uh, Anyways, yeah, we got a few to make that, and then, but it was really hard to get, and they were and it just took forever. Like, it was really unpredictable. Like, we've been wanting to make this beer for forever, and then literally it took, like, two and a half months to get the hops or something, so oh, we were kind of, wow. like, had to... Yeah, one of the
2: up. bags came a little ripped open. I'm like, oh, darn it. Like, it was <laughs> a very long journey, but, yeah, yeah. worth it. But yeah,
3: it, like, it. Yeah, so those are kind of fun to play around with, but, yeah, I'd say, like, those are drinkable... That beer, and then there's a new beer style, kind of hybrid style coming out, where it's, like, it's an IPA but it's uh, kind of a lager hybrid. So they call them Cold IPA, which is the name I, is... I have heard of that. Yeah, I, I've yeah. seen that we starting to, like, really we, we pick up. We have one on yes. right now. Um, but it's kind of, the name is, is maybe not the best, but it is a conversation starter. Um, some people call them West Coast Pilsners now. We've also just called them West Coast IPAs mm-hmm. because, like, they kind of blur the lines of, like, their, their drink. Like, it's... Yeah, it's kind of hard to be like, what the heck's a cold IPA? And then like after a while, it's people are probably just like, if you just called it an IPA, people are like, okay, like yeah, so it's like <laughs> it's a easier little to like
2: cleaner, less bitter, yeah, mm-hmm. crispier than the like, West Coast.
3: Uses like a, like a so American, it's a hybrid of it's really say a hybrid of a, a West Coast IPA and like an American light lager. I think that was sort of the initial concept. So it's, so it's really dry. Uses a little bit of rice in the instead of and then it, let's say uh, pilsner malt or like two row malt. Uh, to kind of just make it really light bodied and then just pretty hop forward. Like more on the, I'd say more on the flavor side than like say the aroma. Like it's not meant to like knock your socks off, but kind of just quenching and hoppy and uh, and yeah. And then we, we, we love, honestly, we've made some pretty hoppy lagers and it's kind of cool to see. We feel like hops interact. I feel that they interact differently with those lager yeast and like, you know, kind of create a beer that's like better than what you put in it. Like like some, uh, so we kind of anecdotally had kind of figured that out but like after this style came out I feel like we could kind of lean into that a little more and those have been really fun to make and mm-hmm. to drink.
2: Cause it's definitely like a best of both worlds mm-hmm, kind of
3: mm-hmm. style. Because yeah I feel like hops are so cool and interesting and there's so many different ones and like they all have different purposes that I feel like it was a way to kind of keep you know keep pushing the boundaries on that a little bit and, and also make a beer that's pretty light and not yeah 12 or 13 so <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, and speaking about IPAs, because, you know, a little bit ago you were talking about the popularity now of IPAs. I remember it was tough to get people to drink IPAs at one point. Oh, Why God. do you think that's changed now, and it's kind of risen now to popularity? Yeah,
3: I think it's, I think it sort of is, like, an, like, I want to say the Hazy IPA definitely, I think, made IPAs. They were already really popular, but I think yeah. they kind of, like, expanded them even more to people that, like, and had IPAs and hated them because they didn't like the bitterness or they didn't there was always like was, I feel like there was always sort of an asterisk next to IPA and it was like oh it's bitter or it's like something something that someone may not like and I feel like the hazy style kind of like softened that you know the edge like via the process and like making it less like a little more approachable yeah. like more like drinking like a juice and you know, yeah. I do wonder. Like, I think I think that's kind of really why people. And then I think once you get used to drinking, okay. Like, I do like hops maybe, and I do, but it's not. I don't like the bitterness. And then you can slowly kind of work backwards. Like, okay, maybe I'll try a more bitter IPA, and then maybe I'll try like a real West Coast one that's like super bitter. And like, I feel like your, your appreciation it was kind of like you had to start with something a little less aggressive and then work we'll <laughs> backwards. And I think yeah. like people are still like West Coast beers don't really here don't do as well as they used to. Mm-hmm. Like the more bitter IPAs, which I think is kind of sad because there's so, I feel like there's such a cool balance to to the style, but uh, yeah, I think the hazy IPA definitely like is has been the gateway, the new gateway style for people to try. Yeah, and maybe like people
2: can understand what the hops are besides just, like, their IBUs and, like, their intense bitterness. Yeah, but it's right. funny because I feel like it is a cyclical thing where mm-hmm. maybe, what, seven, eight years ago, people were like, eh, maybe a little longer than that. People were like, yeah, <coughs> ten years, like, people are getting, like, the more IBUs, the better, the bitter, yeah. the better. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, mm-hmm. the stones of the world, and mm-hmm. like, just all those, like, beers that were, like, so intensely piney and bitter that you were, like, you were a real drinker if you drank those. Yeah, right. And now it's funny because, like, You still see them every once in a while, but I feel like there is nothing on that level. Like, even Stone's bringing back... They're, like, working on a, um, I think, marketing campaign where they're, like, bringing back some of their, like, ruination and their, like, arrogant bastard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think that those IBUs, like, aren't even as high as they used to be just because I think they're realizing, like, okay, people maybe did that, but the new drinkers or the current drinkers Mm -hmm. that either did that or just, like, are starting to drink, kind of, it seems like people are gravitating more to this, like, citrusy, tropical... Smooth, like easier drinking experience. Yeah, I think each Coast kind
3: of figured it out. I want to say mm-hmm. like the Alchemist in Vermont, if you ever had their, like Hedy Topper, that was like forever the best beer in the world. And then I think the West Coast counterpart was Pliny, mm-hmm. you know. And they both kind of figured out. People like double IPAs, but they don't have to be super bitter or the bitterness can be kind of balanced. And then... Because even Pliny's not super... I don't think that beer's super bitter. Like, it's got bitterness, but, but it's not, yeah, like... Yeah,
2: compared to our mm-hmm. hazies. But even, yeah, his, but even but to yeah. West Coast, it yeah. was
3: kind of, like... It, I think Juicier. it might have been the first double IPA. I don't remember, like... Um, but but I feel like those two things kind of combined, and then, you know, if you guys on the... I feel like the East Coast is really leaning to that hazy. People, people always knocked it, like, oh, if you're making a hazy beer, it's 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 made poorly or something. And it was kind of just, like, the product of the process, you know, the... So it's been kind of cool to see people kind of slowly come around to it, um, even, like, brewers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So,
2: um. Yeah, it was funny. I'm thinking of these two instances. First of all, when you were, like, talking about how, yeah, people were going for that clarity for so long, like, along with the bitterness. Like, the more clear the beer is, like, the more well-made, quote-unquote, it would be. Right. Um, but I just remember, like, at Malai... So Matt was... I think you were the first in my knowledge like of commercially, to... commercially like brewing hazy IPAs like in the Dallas-Fort Worth area like it was definitely like popping up in other yeah. places but right. also probably the smallest scale very but like, small yeah. but <laughs> just like I remember the bartenders like coming out like oh something's wrong with this beer like do we need to dump it we were pouring so many well, like it's I coming to, out yeah, wrong I think I had to
3: educate them that like yeah like,
2: like a... it's supposed to have this haze not, yeah. it's supposed to yeah I
3: think I had to tell everyone, all the managers we had a few restaurants and they were they were used to, not all the beers were clear but like I think this one I was like, please, like, don't, like, sometimes, they, like, if they got a keg, we had a, you know, and there was, like, say, a little bit of yeast sediment in there, maybe the first pour would be kind of hazy, and I'd be like, oh, just make sure you guys dump that, but then with this one, I was like, mm-hmm. just don't dump any of it, like, it's all good, like, even yeah, if it's hazy, it's, it's supposed just, to be, yeah. and they were like, For sure, you know, and then I had to tell them, like, we used to fill growlers and stuff, and I was like, don't fill growlers in this one, because you didn't make very much, you know, and, and, and yeah. So we immediately angered a lot of people because we didn't like do growlers of it, mm-hmm. but also like people, yeah. It, it was pretty interesting to see like the response to like, I think I was making 50 gallons at a time at this little Thai restaurant uh, and people went really crazy for it and, and eventually kind of gave us some direction with Celestial. We we're like, well, maybe, you know, people are this wild for Hazy IPAs, maybe mm-hmm. we should, you know, kind of lean into that, so. Yeah,
2: such a hole in the market that we're like, okay, this is yeah. a proof of concept. People like really want it, it sells out immediately. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think we were already thinking about starting Celestial, but it was definitely, like, a boost of confidence. So we yeah,
3: got I think we were probably leaning towards more, like, yeah, probably even, like, saisons. And we wanted to do IPAs, but I don't think we would have realized we could have done, do what we do now. We're like, oh, we have, like, half our beers are IPAs now. Or more. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, we definitely have a uh, romantic uh, relationship with
1: uh, IPAs. <laughs> <So>, Hazy <laughs> yeah. Yeah. IPA in particular. Yeah, because yeah, I think a lot of times when people, you know, Hillary, for example, she's not too big on them, but I think you just have to find one out there that you like. Mm-hmm. As far as IPAs go, I think the, the one that I like, the first one that I can remember that I liked that I had was the Shoot's Fresh Squeeze IPA because oh, yeah. it's citrus. Really mm. It's like that a nice was, like, balance, and it's really crisp. And like it's so refreshing and stuff. I'm like, you know what, you know, because I'll admit, like I was a little prejudiced for IPAs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, you know, it's just like so hot forward. But yeah. if you find, there's got to be something out there for you, right? So yeah, it's yeah. just a matter of kind of exploring. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And don't write off an entire mm-hmm. section of beer just because you don't yeah. like wine. I say the same thing about wine. Like people are like, I don't like wine. Well, there's a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <And> the <laughs> yeah. Out there. And within the varietals, there's all kinds of different styles. So yeah, oh um, for sure. Yeah, you just have to kind of explore a bit, and yeah. like, you'll find like your new love just by kind of like going mm-hmm. outside the box a little mm-hmm. bit and kind of getting out of your comfort zone. Definitely. Oh, yeah. And I think you know, I think people like their like have their mainstays that they stick to, but um, I think it's just kind of fun trying. You know new stuff oh like, yeah um i think uh broken compass up in um colorado is just all ipas and then, like that might turn some people off but yeah. i think if you just go in there and just give them a try yeah because oh, I, yeah. I was like pleasantly surprised when we went in there mm-hmm. and you know most of them are really good about you know here here's try a little bit they yeah. don't make oh, you like yeah, yeah you don't have, to, like, have a whole glass yeah. and if you don't like True. it will yeah. do that yeah so you know there's always that option yeah too. yeah
0: I think Mosaic for me was the one where I was like, all right. Because oh, I was really? always, yeah. you know, Pilsner, mm-hmm. Dallas Blonde. Mm-hmm. Although I will say, uh, I, Dale's Pillow was like, oh, wait. Yeah. I want to ask you guys, Solid. what was your guys, like, we always used to ask this question for oh, all of yeah. our husbands. What was your first, like, craft beer experience where you were like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> um,
2: mine was Ranger by New Belgium. Okay that's now called Voodoo Ranger, and maybe it has a different... I think they have, like, a different few forms of it or something. Um, But, oh, my gosh, that one blew my mind. That was when I was coming from, like, drinking, like, all, like, Bud Light. (laughs) I think, like, yeah, yeah, I first got a six-pack when I was at a music festival with some friends, and we're all like, oh, we want to drink before we go to shows Mm -hmm. because we don't want to spend, like, the Austin prices at all these bars or the shows we're going to. Um, And then, yeah tried that was just doing it for like the abv like bang for your buck and it was mind-blowing yeah so so good mm-hmm. but yeah that was an ipa maybe double ipa i yeah, can't I think remember so. the I original like yeah i don't know i, know, I feel like i want to go I back drink a lot of it but yeah i, don't,
3: I wasn't thinking about it back then. Mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> uh, no i don't know my brother worked for a for a wine for glazers when i was i was still in high school but we had like a game room and he would just put like New Belgium and Sierra Nevada, like, P- New Sierra Nevada Pale Ale in there. Mm-hmm. And me and my friends were cracking into them, and then we were, like, gross. We we're, like, these are so bad. Like, the bitterness and stuff was mm-hmm. off. So I think by the time, I think my, the one that, when I came around, it was, like, uh, it was, I think the one that really got me into it was Sierra, it was Sierra Nevada, we visited them, but it was their celebration. So it's like their Christmas okay. IPA. That came oh. In with oh, yeah. Because, yeah, I, I think I told the story a few times, like, me and my friends were, I went to UNT, so we were, we were at like, it was Monday night, and there was always like dollar beer night at this, at this bar. Yeah. And they had, like, this Christmas time, and oh, I was like, oh, I was like, everyone's like, oh, I want that Christmas beer. I'm like, okay, cool. We all ordered around, and, you know, we all they all tried it, and it was like this super piney, like, West Coast IPA, and everyone's like, oh, this is awful. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, all right, well, I'm, I drink them all. And then they, you know, and then they ordered whatever else, China or something. And that, I feel like that was the one that got me into, like, appreciating that, like, yeah, piney, like, bitterness a little bit more, so... And then yeah, Flying Dog was another one. Remember them? They used, they were like out of Delaware. They had all the artwork by like Ralph Steadman. Mm-hmm. That was probably the first time I'd seen cool artwork on a bottle. Right. And that was um, yeah, the other guy from Fear and Loathing. Did all the artwork for those books and Hunter S. Thompson stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all kind of weird. <laughs> but right. uh, I remember like they had a, they had like a double IPA or triple IPA. I never even heard of them, and I was like, what the heck is this? And uh, there's still there's a shop we sell beer to now in Denton. That's, it's called Midway Mart, and that, that was like pretty much if you were like sort of like on the edge of like oh, I want to try some craft beer. That was like where you went and you could just find like beer you'd never seen before. So right, um, but yeah, that was I think those
1: two beers kind of were probably my first foray.
2: What about y'all? What were your first?
1: Mine was uh, it was like my first brewery tour actually. It was in Roar. Oh, Oh, that's Ah, a good one. And it it was like the first time I've ever been to a brewery because I was like, you know, yeah, you can go on a tour. And I was like, really? That's cool. And it was like, this was like early 2010s Mm -hmm. before, you know, DFW really blew up with all these, uh, all these uh, crap breweries. uh, But I think I just started off basic with like their blonde or their water. Yeah, they have that black,
3: ugly pug or something. Yeah, they have ugly Mm -hmm.
1: pug and they have like some Scottish... Um, the, I
3: remember that Scottish um, Ale.
1: Yeah. That was one of my that
3: was maybe my first brewery tour. It was probably It was mine too, yeah. Two thousand nine or yeah. something. Ish around there. I don't know. Give right. or take. I think it was that place and then Flying Saucer. The, the oh, downtown yeah. one. Well they used to right. be in like an old building downtown. It's still there, but it's somewhere else. But uh I think we went there and then went to Flying Saucer and I was like, man, this is like beer heaven, like yeah. yeah
0: it was <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Mine, uh and Matt knows, uh, there's a place called Old. Old school pizza and suds in Arlington and mm-hmm. Dells oh, nice. Pale Ale. Oh, they had Dells. It was a mixture of Dells Pale Ale and Alaskan Amber. Because I was always oh, drinking yeah. yeah. Ziegenbach there. Because yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. wait, what is this? This is, and I-, I was blown away. I was like, whale on there, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say, yeah, I would say Dells Pale and Alaskan Amber were cool. my true like. And once I had that, it was like. Light switch went yeah, on Yeah, Dale's like, is
1: good. Dale's really good.
2: Mm-hmm. I love that
0: beer. In college, I was the guy that would bring craft beer.
3: Yeah, to, like, yeah. Parties, and people yeah people
1: be like, "It's like you don't want to drink, you know, this other stuff." I was like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like, maybe really. <laughs> St. seen Arnold's. Cause I, I, I always yeah. have
3: seen their like, you know, their regular offerings. Mm-hmm. There was like a little barbecue joint, like beer store in Denton that had like. Uh, I remember one time I went in there and I think I had like a six pack of Sierra Nevada or not uh, of St. Arnold and they're like, oh, do you want the special release, St. Arnold? And I was like, what are you talking about? They're like, oh, it's back here, like behind the counter, and it was like these little bottles, and they were like 15 bucks. And I was like, sure, you know, I'll try it. And it was like they're they called it like not Bishop's Barrel, it was called like reserve or something. It was like Bishop's something, Reserve. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, I don't I can't remember now, but uh I remember getting one, and I don't even know what it was, but it was like super strong. And, like me and my friends drink it that night, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Like fifteen dollars for twelve ounces, <laughs> but it was so good. Um, I remember like that was that was another big one, like. And then my, my family, I grew up in Houston, so like I remember going back to visit my parents, and we went to Saint Arnold, and that was like that was kind of like equivalent of Raw, or, like really big, yeah. like a big Texas brewery, uh, and just super fun. And then I think that one of the wildest ones we went to, speaking of brewery tours, was probably. Uh, Abita Did you guys ever drink a Yes mm-hmm. like, like They make beer too or, Yeah Yeah, is good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, But their, but their to tour used to, Yeah their tour was crazy Like we were, we had just started so going dating Go to Louisiana
2: Like uh-huh. no rules so I we, don't Yeah I don't yeah. think it's allowed anymore
3: We went to the tour And they were like well, There's no bartenders There's just a bar You just and go behind the just, bar yeah. As much as you want <laughs> That's like, kind oh cool. no, Just serve yourself like, That's oh awesome Yeah, it Yeah
1: People from Louisiana Come over here I, you know, I used to work for a wine distributor in the banking world now but um, back then people would come in and it's, they'd go into Kroger and they'd be like where's the liquor at? And I was like well, we don't, we don't yeah. sell liquor in grocery stores not yet I think they were fighting for that but yeah. I don't I don't know what the ruling on us or if they're still pushing for it yeah. but like when people come from out of state it's like can't yeah. yeah i have to go to a liquor store and i'm like oh and it's sunday so <laughs> yeah, it's not so open sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know? so i mean that'll probably change i bet with time mm. people will get a little bit more relaxed about that yeah. but I, I know like it's gonna hurt it would hurt like the mom and pops mm-hmm. like liquor stores yeah. if like walmart could sell liquor oh for sure Target. definitely shooting for i think the big fight is basically just sunday now is whatever yeah it's getting
3: sundays mm-hmm. open they, is they pushed it yeah. back
1: to 10 i think yeah, yeah. so the earliest yeah. so now you yeah. can buy it but yeah. i mean Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's like if I don't personally, I don't have a problem with people. You know, especially Sunday. You know, yeah. a lot of people want to get beer before like football games and whatnot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they're rushing in there, and then sometimes it'll be like eleven forty-five. Yeah, and then they're like grocery stores; their mm-hmm. their systems won't ring anything. I know, up yeah. and yeah. prevent them. So like you have to wait like fifteen minutes, and sometimes but, well, I'll shop a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. it's just like it's but one if if you're of
3: those checking out.
0: You're like, well, unless you're at a Dallas Cowboys game and that liquor and all the. Yeah, yeah, food
3: available or whatever this is the so yeah, so crystal, crystal bullet so it's a it's really good by yeah, the way American style pilsner which is we did to do some research on we were, we were brewing it for a part of it we wanted it to go into a competition but it was we were trying to brew something a little sorry, different one. but it, yeah it's like a it, I'd say it's um, a little bit of rice it's like it's like an American light lager which is usually pretty rice heavy and like not mm-hmm. very hoppy the American style pilsner is a little more hoppy a little less rice um and it's a little more balanced. Mm-hmm. So, but, like, yeah, I think it's 5%. five, five percent.
2: Really crushable um, Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah for for sure. Like,
2: crackery. I gave nice some beer crispy. to a,
3: Uh I had to get my, my vehicle fixed recently in one of my friends' uh, mechanics shop. And I gave his mechanic some beer for, like, working on their car. And he's an older guy. And he cracked one. And he was like, oh, man. He's like, no offense. This tastes just like PBR. And I was like,
1: actually, that's actually
2: not Yeah, bad. we're like, beautiful. Great. It's like, <laughs> <That's what> <laughs>
1: so, Pretty funny. So. so it looks like all these... Uh, beers here are in pints. Is that just like the standard for you guys? Is there pint sizes mm-hmm. They come in pints? Yeah. 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 It was sort of the... Th- yeah, that was a big
3: thing with the Hazy IPA trend for a long time, too, is it was like mm-hmm. it has to be a four-pack of 16 ounces. Right. Yeah, so. I would say you
2: almost always mm-hmm. find hazies in 16 ounces. And I don't mm-hmm. know if it was just like the big boys that originally started doing it. That's kind of how it like trickled down. But right. yes, yeah, so we all do all... We have, like, four-pack holders, but we at the tap room we sell them, like, by one, so you can mix and match. Um, but at a lot of stores, like HEP, Central Market, I think they sell so them packs. in 4 yeah, packs, yeah. so 16-ounce, oh, 4 okay. packs. Yeah.
3: But, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, like, I think for a while, the 16-ounce can was kind of going away. And I think, mm-hmm. the, like, the craft industry kind of revitalized yeah. it. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. going away, but it, was, it wasn't it was being used that much. So, yeah, we're able to... And then I think the whole idea, too, of, like, oh, just st- use, st- use labels on, uh, they call them, like blank or bright cans so just unpainted or un cans because typically yeah if you're ordering if we were a big brewery like i think now the, the one of the can manufacturers that you would you would get your cans printed now like if you, mm-hmm. if you but the minimum order for like a uh to get a printed can was like a truckload of cans so like wow. they basically have like kind of just like only forced themselves to only work with like really big producers of like Anything like even not beer, like even like Coke or like soda or energy right. drinks or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, being able to like label them is nice. Um, right. So we at least keeps keeps it interesting, and yeah, we don't have to like store you know warehouses of cans and also pay for them because it's crazy expensive. So. Which yeah works
2: for us just because we're constantly doing different beers and some beers we'll make one time and it's right. you know 40 cases and some beers we are bring it back again and again but we i feel like we're pretty last minute probably compared to other breweries we just in time maybe plan in time like in time. <laughs> yeah like just like a month or two out on the schedule usually <laughs> so it's nice that we're just like have a bunch of brights like mm. blank cans and we can order the labels and just do those mm.
1: Uh, so I know we're, we're kind of running short on time for you guys. Um, I just wanted to give you guys the opportunity to talk about where people can find your beer, any any events that are coming up, social yeah. media presence. I know mm-hmm. you guys have one. Yeah, so, so I about that.
2: feel like we're most heavily um, present on Instagram. So you can just find us at Celestial Beer Works, all written out. Um, but also on Facebook, if use that, a lot of our events are on Facebook. I think we have like three tweets on Twitter I'm the one that <laughs> maybe three TikToks I'm also horrible at that I'm yeah. trying um, but yeah I would say to follow us probably our Instagram is the best then we have a little link tree that will take you we have a to go website where you can either order delivery if you're in the area um, through a third party or we'll reserve cans for you so oh, if it's cool. ever like people like I'm in from out of town next week but I really want this beer we're like cool go to celestial to We'll hold them on to we'll yeah. hold on to them yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll let you kind of talk about how you find our beer in the greater Oh, Mitchell yeah, lines,
3: but. I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, we don't have a good site for that, <laughs> maybe one day, but really, yeah, I'd say any mom and pop kind of like craft beer, either like neighborhood bar or bottle shop, like most of the ones I'd say that, uh, pretty much in DFW, we're probably at like. 30 accounts that do that are probably okay. really small kind of like just craft beer focused like sometimes growler growler bars or um, or just kind of like yeah craft focused like bars um, right. and then yeah as of like I think November we've kind of been working with yeah HEB so the new ones in Frisco and Plano and then Central Market we've slowly been working only, I think we're only in two two of those but the, like
2: one specs
3: a few specs it was like specs. five specs
2: So if you would like to see Celestial around you, I know the DFW area is very large and people drive from a long way away to get to our tap room, Um, but you can always contact us either like straight through Instagram or Facebook Mm
3: -hmm.
2: um, and let us know and we can reach out because we're Mm self-distribution. So it's nice. So we can like
3: really kind of like control
2: where it goes Mm -hmm. pretty easily.
3: That kind of, yeah, that kind of keeps our growth kind of, or keeps us like, yeah, we're not in every everywhere, but we're, yeah, we're, you know, mm-hmm. in the places that are pretty, I'd say the most of the places that are really passionate about having, like, really good local beer on, like, right. those have been our, like, bread and butter accounts for a while now. And, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we're definitely, we always find about ones we never heard of, and we're like, oh, shit, we should have been working with you guys a long time ago. And, <laughs> right. um, so, yeah, so, I mean, really, yeah, depending where you're at, I mean, I'd say, yeah, Uh, it's not too if you have a if you have a little bottle shop you you, you like to go to or or like gas station or whatever like that does like a lot of local stuff uh, if we're not there you can definitely hit us up yeah
2: Um, and then event wise we have a few events that are like weekly or monthly um, Mm -hmm. based trivia every Thursday always free right at 7 and that's my sister who also happens to be our GM and events coordinator who writes all those questions Is an awesome mc it's super fun um every last tuesday of the month is an event we called complicated discourse also free also at 7 p.m um and we have a different theme so if you follow us on social media we generally like come up with a theme like a week sometimes two weeks ahead of time but it's just like talking about kind of current events or issues or topics Uh, that we find, like, very pressing or is on our hearts, um, Mm. like, at the time. So this last month, we did, like, chat GPT, and we were, like, talking about, like, AI, and are there, like, more positives versus negatives? And I feel like it always turns pretty fun. Yeah. Um, But that's the last Tuesday of the month. And then the last Wednesday of the month, one of our star tenders who's also – she runs this uh, business called the Hoppy Hound. She uses spent grain or spent grains from our beers to make dog treats, and she oh, throws wow. like a yappy hour. Yeah, That's yappy cool. Hour. Yeah, which uh, is I like, like the, that. I like that. I like theme. the pun.
0: Charlie has a dog, Chewy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. chewy, yes. yeah. yeah. Nice. yeah. Chewy, chewy the bye. Chihuahua, and yeah. Chewy. I did chewy.
3: Chelsea. I was a kid. Yeah, I was yeah. yeah. It was when Star Wars was, like, making a reason. Yeah. And it was Chewbacca. Oh, right. I'm yeah. Yeah. One yeah. That's yeah. what I nicknamed him. I say like, Chewbacca. I even had
0: this when I first got him. He had this little coat that was a Chewbacca. He, he oh, hated it. He looked more like a hedgehog. <laughs> 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 yeah. so cute.
2: Yeah. Well, if you want to bring him by dressed in Mardi Gras gear on Wednesday. I might. Be I, might mm-hmm. I might have yeah, to do that. I might have to do that. you're
1: a Dallas
3: guy. He lives... Yeah. Are we doing a Fat no. Tuesday thing?
2: Or no? We are, yeah. So this upcoming, on Mardi Gras, we'll have DJ Binosaur um, spinning some probably like jazzy, kind of like New Orleans-y. Cool. Um, some French so we music. Have a, we have
3: a barrel-aged beer coming out too, so it's it's king cake inspired. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, it's basically kind of like what you're drinking now, like a similar base, like a yeah, bourbon barrel-aged stout. And then yeah, try to go for cinnamon, vanilla, vanilla, like kind of icy me sort of like, mm. it's definitely a pastry drinking style, like yeah. very, It very, tastes like cake, liquid, sweet. it's wild. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> um, and then cool. I guess my like most important baby event that we have coming up in May, we're calling it Venus Fest, and it's actually, it's going to take place here in our production space, um, which eventually hopefully will be an event space. Um, we're still kind of working out the kinks but it's going to be an art auction slash beer fest. Um, and have like a bunch of like interactive installations and artists and performances, music. Um, yeah, some other it'll be really besides fun. Besides
3: our beer. So like, yeah, yeah have a friends bunch friends
2: of breweries from out of state, um, <laughs> come and then a, come. a ton of breweries from all over the world are sending pieces of art. And so we're, it's like breweries that we're like huge fans of because of their art. Um, some of them, we've never even tried their beer. We're just like, we've always followed you. We really appreciate what you're doing art-wise. So there's sending pieces. We're printing them, framing them, We're gonna have it all around. So it'll be kind of like an art auction. art to beer fest. Um, yeah, so all the proceeds. proceeds yeah. will be going to Tracy's Kids, which is a art therapy um, nonprofit that works with cancer patients oh. um, that are children and works with them and their families. Um, when they're kind of coming out of um, all of their treatment to reintegrate into the world with art therapy so it's really beautiful yeah, cool. so yeah so may 13th at the satellite right down the street from Tepper nice
1: yeah okay. well thank you both so yeah, much. yeah thank you guys so much it was fun like i'm telling you we said 30 minutes it's been 53 minutes okay. <laughs> it happens well, but, you know, it happens. time, you, time know. you know <laughs> talking about your passions and everything then like yeah. Mm-hmm. but it i mean it's fine with us we're yeah. totally okay with it thank you guys so much yeah oh, we really appreciate it yeah. this is awesome
0: well until next time thank you guys all for right. tuning
1: in yep thank you all